Today's daf is daf Yud Aleph. We're holding about 13 lines up from the bottom of Yud Amad Beis, Ravina Amar. Just uh, to uh, re- recap a little bit of yesterday's daf, we were right in the middle of a sugya. The Bnei Yeshiva had asked the Shaila that we know that one of the three uh, uh, instrumentalities of which Kedushin can be performed is Bia. And the question was, for sure Bia does Kedushin, but because of the nature of the act, does it not only do Kedushin, but does it also perform a two-for-one? You get Nesuin as well. And then when I brought down a dialogue between Yochanan ben Bagbag and Yehuda ben Becerra, and uh, we were trying to bring a proof on the discussion between the two, whether or not Bia does just uh, Eresin or does Chuppah as well, does Nesuin as well. But in the first version of that discussion, the way we understood, is that Yochanan ben Bagbag was questioning how is it possible that Yehudah ben Becerra allows an Arusa, a woman that's only had the first step of marriage, if she's married to a colon, to be able to eat truma. There was a question. So it was clear in the discussion is that according to Yehuda ben, according to Yochanan ben Bagbag, he held that Torah, a woman was not allowed to eat Truma until Nesuin had happened. And according to Ibn Vesera, he held that Minatora, a woman technically is allowed to eat Truma. He based it on a Kava Homer, that she is allowed to eat Truma from Kedushin already. It's just that the Chachamim came along later and, and, and made Xera that she has to wait till Nesuin. But there was a fundamental machlokas can an Arusa eat Truma midiraisa? Ravina understands the Shaklavataria, the give and take. Be, huh? It's not working? No, I, I lost it. Oh, the Zoom link? Hold on one second. Sorry. No problem, one second. So, what the, what the Gemara is now going to do is bring down Ravina's understanding of the Machlokas between Yehuda ben Becerra and ben Bagbag. Ben Yochum ben Bagbag and Yehuda ben Becerra. And that's where we're going to pick it up. Ravina Amar Midaraisa Mishrab Shitalei uh, that there is no Tanoic Machlokas on a Doraisa level. Mid Doraisa, everybody holds that an Arusa technically is Kenyan Kaspo, technically should be able to eat Truma. So, what is the dispute then between Yochrem and Bagbag and Yudam and Becerra? On the argument was on the rabbinical level. That's what he sent him. And this is what Ben Bagbag said. I hear that you allow an arusa to eat truma, right? On a deraisa level. And you're not concerned with Simpun. Now, Simpun is one of the two reasons that the, that the Gemara gave in Ksuvis why we don't allow an Arusa to eat Truma. What was the Simpun reason? Simpun is a, a, is a force that annuls or breaks a pre-existing exi- uh, uh, condition. Now, what it's talking about specifically over there, the concern was that the rabbi said, you go ahead and you do Kedushin. Now, Kedushin, the girl is still in a father's house. She hasn't entered into your house. Now, the problem is, let's say you do Kedushin, and then she eats Truma now for a year, comes into your home, and now you're a lot more intimate and closely and more aware of this girl, and you find out that she has, uh, you know, Four, four toes missing on one leg. That there's some kind of blemish that you're being mocked on and said, that's one second, that is an annulment of the marriage. Now what happens if the marriage gets annulled? Retroactively, she was eating truma 
as, a, as, as, as a, not as a wife of a Kohen, and it's a Chiv Mizbedei Shamayim. That's called Simpun. So that was one reason why, you see, once she already, before she enters into your home, you'll have her checked out well. The concern is if she hasn't entered your home, you wouldn't check so well, and it could open it up to the problem of Simpun. So, but basically, when Bagbag was sending him, I understand that you don't have a problem with Simpun. The Chorah, why don't you feel there's a problem of Simpun? That what is, what, that's what he sent him. He says, and you're not worried about Simpun. You would allow an Arusa to eat Truma without worrying about Simpun, without worrying about this annulling force that could occur in the transaction. So, Shalach Lei, so what, uh, what Yochanan ben Bagbag sent him back, uh, I'm sorry, what, what, what Yudhim Ebeseira sent back to Rabbi Yochanan Bagbag, don't you agree with me that really Simpun, when it comes to marriage, should be a non-issue? Why? So therefore, I, am, uh, I have the assumption, the presumption, that you are well, you are familiar with the intricacies of how to expound Torah. And therefore, and you, so don't, aren't you aware of how to use a Kavachom? And if you are aware of how to use a Kalva Chomer, say, so why don't you agree with me with the following Kalva Chomer? What's the Kalva Chomer? We know that the transaction that allows a Shivcha to eat Truma is not Bia. Bia does not work. It's not effective to allow that the Adon, the master, should have relations with her, and now she can eat truma. That doesn't work. Yet, yet we know that Kenyan Kesev does allow her to eat truma. And when you do the Kesev, we're not worried about, I ah, maybe the rabbi should make some kind of restriction, because even though you did a Kenyan Kesev, don't allow her to eat truma, because there might come, be some kind of nulling, a, a nulling force, and that'll come out retroactively. You don't really own her, and she shouldn't have been eating the truma. We see that we we're not worried about Simpun by a Shivra Kananis, right? So Zu, so in the case of an Aishas Ish, a girl that you're marrying, should there be also Machilosa Truma? There, Bia does allow her to eat Truma. Now the Rashi speaks out over here, the Mephorshim speak out over here. Why is it so posh that Bia allows her to eat Truma? Is because a person would not get to that level of intimacy he without he checked her out well. So for sure, Simpun would not be a problem in a case of Bia. But, but we see that Bia does allow her to eat truma. So ain't a danger, kasb machilos of a truma. So then kavachomer, kesev should allow her to eat truma. If kesev allows a shivra kananis to eat truma, then, and where beer doesn't work, so where beer does work and it allows her to eat truma, then for sure kesev should work, and not only should it work, but it should work and allow it to eat truma, and you don't have to worry about simpun. That was what the pushback of Yehudah and Beseira gave to to Simpun. However, and this is the kicker, but Rabbi Yehuda is it's true. I'm not worried about Simpun, but I still would not allow an an, an isha to eat truma only by Aresim because there's another problem you have to take into account. The problem of Ula is that if she's living in her father's house, what might end up happening? If you give her truma, she'll end up sharing with her brothers and sisters. So therefore, what can I do? That a Arusa is not able to eat truma until she enters into chuppah because of the reason that is given by Ula. Now, let's just stop here for a moment. The Gemara is going to actually question, so it comes out that really there doesn't seem to be a machlokas between them. Rabbi Yochanan Bagbag sent to Rabbi, he says, I heard you don't worry about Simpun. So what, you're letting Arusa eat Truma? He pushed back and said, first of all, 
I don't worry about true uh, simpun because there's a kavachomer that holds you don't have to worry about simpun. But nevertheless, I still don't allow her to eat truma because of the reason of ula. So it comes out that both of them are agreeing that narusa can't eat truma. So what's the big deal? What are they arguing about? That tomorrow is going to discuss later. But now, but let's go back. Simpun is the force that might annul a transaction. You find out, let's say, that you that she she ended up having no toes on her foot. So therefore, it comes out retroactively in the Mavat of the Kedushin. That was one of the reasons in Ksubas we don't allow an Arusa to eat Truma. Now, the point is like this. Now, why is Ben Bagbag not agree with this? Why does Ben Bagbag hold that if you worry about Simpun, then why aren't you worrying about Simpun in the case of Kesef when you uh, buy an, a Shivra Kananis? So he says, Ben Bagbag says, Simpun Ba'avodim Leisle. He says that there's no real problem of Simpun. It's a whole different de- level when you worry about, when, in a case of marriage, that you have to worry about simpun. In case of marriage, what do you have to worry about? That you're going to be intimate with this woman. You're going to find out that she has all kinds of blemishes that you are not aware about. By avadim, you don't really have that because the only reason you're hiring an evad is to do work. If they have the physical ability to do the work, who cares whether they have three toes or they don't have three toes? That has no bearing. Therefore, he doesn't worry about simpun. So the fact that Kesev allows them to eat without worrying about simpun cannot be a proof that Narusa should be able to eat Truma and not have to worry about simpun. He says, simple about him lately by, by, by an Evit Kanani or a Shivka Kanani, you don't have to worry about simpun. Because there's no concept of, uh, to, to be worried about there. If it's anything that's external, Right? External. The person only has one arm. The person has one leg. So then as soon as you see the person, you know that they have that. So they have a Then you see it. If it's more uh, uh, discreet, more uh, intimate types of blemishes, who cares? That's not what your right is. You hiring the person to work for you. You don't care about some of the more discreet or more the more intimate blemishes that they might have. Okay, what else could you argue? You know, I could say is I ended up buying an, an Evan, and let's say you didn't have any kind of probationary status, or you didn't have any type of, of restriction in place, it might come out that a week, either he's been eating truma for you for a month, and then you find out that this guy is wanted in five states. This guy is a thief, right? So, in the Nimsa Ganava Kovyustas, or Kovyustas means he's a kidnapper. Uh, this way Rashi learns it. So, bottom line, what if you find out that he's a thief or he's a kidnapper, and then you come back and say to the seller, hey, I didn't want to have a thief. Or, says the word, very interesting, Higio, you deserve it. it. means you should know when you're in the market to buy an Evet Knani, that's the nature of the beast. And therefore, you can't come back and say Mekachtos. Why can't you say Mekachtos? Because as you should have been aware, so there's no problem of of of, of a simpun over there. My armor. What are you going to say that it might be something that it's not the norm? For example, list the museum. Let's say it's an armed robber. An armed robber already. It's not just a pickpocket or a, all right. An armed robber is something I didn't expect. The guy's going to be a violent armed robber. Oh, of the malchus. Oh, the person was cons- was 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 uh, wanted by the government, the authorities, to be executed. Now, these are things that you don't normally assume. So even if you assume that an Ebed is a Ganev, or even a kidnap, but to assume that this guy is an armed robber, or this guy is someone that's going to, uh, to what's his name, is, is, is going to be executed by the, maybe that would be enough to say Mekertos. So when it says, Hanok Kala Islu, those type of things, there's a call. Call means that people are aware of it. It's known. And therefore, since it's known, therefore what? 
You're not going to get to a position where you'll make the transaction, can be able to come back and say, oh, I didn't know. You didn't know because there was a, there was a code. Right? Tosus doesn't like Rashi's translation of Kavustas being a kidnapper because Tosus says, if you tell me an armed robber, how could an armed robber be worse than a kidnapper? That's uh, Tosus's problem. Rashi has different shot than what Kavustas means. Anyway, so basically, what comes out bottom line over here, their argument is, do you worry about Simpon or you don't worry about Simpon? But the says, but who cares? At the end of the day, they both do agree with what the fact that even though Minatora and Arusa is allowed to eat Truma, but Midrabona she's not going to be able to eat Truma. According to the reason of uh, Ben Bagbag, it's because you're worried she might give it to her brother or sister. And according to Rabbi Yudam Becerra, the other way around, according to Rabbi Yudam Becerra, it's because you might give it to her brother, give it to her sister. But according to Ben Bagbag, it's because you're worried about simple. But either way, what's the bottom line? We don't allow it. We don't allow an Arusa to eat Truma. So why are they arguing? What's the argument? So as a mechdi, Ben Lamar comes out with they'll see whether it's according to one opinion, whether it's according to the other opinion. Lo achlo that she's not going to be able, and Arusa on her own before chuppah is not going to be able to eat truma. So my benayu, what is going to be the difference between them? They seem to be arguing at some point. So what's the argument? Versus ikav benayu kibul mazavahalach. That's a mnemonic. These three cases, kibul mazavahalach, is going to be the difference between them. Kibul is a case where let's say a person marries the woman. Uh, and by Kedushin, and he says, my love is, for, is so great that I don't care if you have blemishes. I'm a kibble, I'm a kabble, I accept on myself to be married to you even if you don't have blemishes. Now, Simpun's not going to be a problem. Why won't Simpun be a problem? Because he just forget it. But it still could be a problem of giving to her brother and sister. So therefore, that comes out a big difference. If you hold the reason the rabbis made the gzair was because of simpun, in this case, there's no problem. She'd be allowed to eat truma. But if you hold the promise because she might not give it to her brothers and sisters, that would still be a promise. would not be allowed to eat. That's number one. And the uh, two and three are similar. Masar and halach. What's masar? Masar is, like, let's say, the woman uh, uh, is, is, has had kedushin and the husband sends uh, agents he sends agents to Father. go pick her up. The uh, the the, uh, the 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 father the, agents. The, the husband uh, the husband sends agents to pick her up, either from the father, or picks all this up from the father to my kid's father. So now, they they chuppah hasn't happened. When is chuppah going to happen? At what point? When she gets back to with her husband, that's when she goes into his house. That's when chuppah is going to happen. However, now the problem is simplon could still be a problem. Simplon could be a problem because we say that maybe she hasn't been checked out yet, and by the time the chuppah happens, it's going to find out there's something problem. But the problem of her feeding her brothers and sisters is not a problem anymore. Why is it not? She's traveling. She's already on the way. That will be another case where one is going to be an issue, the other one. Musar is a similar thing. Musar is the agents of the father went along with the agents of the husband to get, have her delivered. That's, that's halach. But anyway, so it's Masa and halach, so there'll be a, there's, there's, there's no problem of Shema Yimzagu there, but there still is a problem of Simpun. Anyway, bottom line, the Gemara really ends up un, uh, unresolved. The, the original question, which we spent almost a, uh, almost a blot on, which was, does Bia create uh, Chuppah, or does it only create... Kedushin. That still seems to be unresolved. Let's go by. So we had an interesting machlokas in the Mishnah. Beishamai said that although we know the minimum amount for generally for a transaction is a pruta, when it comes to Kedushin, it has to be a dinar. Right? So we wanted, we're going to discuss now why. Why is this different than the norm 
of what normally does a transaction. So one is going to say this in sons. So one says like this. So Beisham uh, Medina, my time at the Beisham. What's the reason for Beisham? I'm Rav Zera. Shekain Ishem Akpedes Al Atzma. Now Rav Zera suggests something over here. It's going to open up a whole can of worms. He's going to say it's like this. It's true when you walk into a candy shop, a lollipop you can get for a pruta. But a woman is makpid on herself. A woman's not going to allow herself to be mekudeshes for a pruta. And therefore, they have a higher level of self-worth. And therefore, in the, at the minimum, they will allow is if it is a silver dina. Now, listen to what that's saying. The implication is that let's say you have a woman that is willing to accept a pruta. Right? So what, what, what would be over there? Mekudeshes or any mekudeshes? Why? But why? Why? But but why? Why did he say a dinar? Because that's a standard the woman said for himself. But she accepted. So therefore, what the woman assumes right now. But once the standard, once that becomes the norm, so then the deviation does not that 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 does not make it acceptable. Then okay, there's something wrong with you. That's not okay. And therefore, that still would be anamikudeshes until it's a dinar. That's the understanding right now because that sets. For the laws of Kesev, what's considered Kesev for Kedushin? Dinar. Anything less, even if someone's willing to take it, would not be. It's like a woman who says, I'll take a half a pruta. Because you want to take a half a pruta, doesn't make it Kesev. Therefore, that's, that's, the, that's the understanding right now. Alright? So why is it like this? Because any Isha makes about because since Isha makes a lot more, then it's Gadesh and Bakas Medina. So Amale Abai, Abai says you're creating all kinds of problems. If you're telling me that the social norm dictates what's considered to be Kesev, and therefore anything less than that is not Kesev within that norm, she says the Khaz Elamaata could go and Banosa Rabyana. We know the daughters of Rabyanai, daughters of Rabyanai hold themselves at very high esteem. They were like royalty, right? And therefore, the kapeid and avshayi, v'lomikaj b'chaz b'tarkova, to dinari. You three kav of dinarim, three kav of golden norim. It's a weight of golden norim. It's a huge amount of money. They generally, then, you could not makadish one of the daughters of Yana. Anything less than that, would, they would not be willing to expect, accept. So now, it comes out, let's say you found one daughter that was willing to take less. Then based on what you're saying, would be mekudeshes or ain't mekudeshes? Because you're telling me the social norm dictates what Kesev is supposed to be, then if somebody deviates from that social norm, it wouldn't work. So she takes only one zuz, one dinar, from another person, it would not be a condition. So Moses says like this, you're right. That what I'm not we're not saying that. We're not saying that a social norm dictates what's considered to be Kesev. Kesev in a Torah is a pruta. So what's the machlokas? The case is like this. Avada, there's no question. Any woman that's willing to accept a pruta is mekudeshes, right? So I'm a lay, partially yard of a kibble. If woman stuck out her hand, accepted a pruta, lo kamina, that's what I'm discussing. Ki kamina, the kotcha belelia. We're talking about a situation, let's say the kedushin took place at night. And at night, the woman wasn't able to see clearly the denomination of the money. Or she sent an agent. Now, in that case, come along, Shammai, and say, since the social norm for women is to accept a dinar, you should know that if you gave a pruta, don't assume it's going to automatically be a kodesh. It's about it. She knew she's getting a pruta. There's no question. But when she doesn't, so therefore it comes out that basically what Beishamai is saying, don't assume you can use a pruta with an isha, you have to start with a dinar, otherwise it might be a situation where she's going to come back and, and it won't be Makudesh's because that's not what she ex- accepted. That is the opinion of, uh, of, of Rabzeira. Rab Yosef, 
Amar Tamer Beishamai Kirab Yehuda Amravasi. We're going to now bring down the opinion of Yehuda Amravasi, which is going to be a little bit of a uh, technical issue like this. But he basically, Yehuda Amravasi has the following position. He says as follows We know that there were actually two different currency systems in Eretz Yisrael at the time. There was what was known as Kesef Tsuri, which is the, literally the Tyrian. Uh, uh, the Turian uh, currency, and there was uh, there was, was Kesef Medina, which was called provincial. Kesef Suri was all silver. There was nothing less than a silver coin in the Kesef Suri uh, uh, currency. Kesef Medina was actually one eighth. They had one eighth of silver. The rest was copper and other alloys, which means anything that uh, the same t- name of coin in the provincial level was always one-eighth less than that in the Tyrian and the Tsuri situation. But what Rav Yudam Ravasi, the way we're going to stand right now, we're going to change this later on, but what he holds is follows. Whenever the Torah uses the word Kesef, now even in modern Hebrew, Kesef has two meanings. Kesef can either mean money, but what else can Kesef mean? Silver? Silver. Silver. Kesef can be silver, right? Kesef is Zav and Achoshes. So Kesef can be one of two things. So like this. Now, if in fact the word Kesef automatically meant money, then, we, then, that, then what we determine is what is considered money. Money, a pruta, is the, is, is the normal right. But he holds that the word Kesef, when it's used by the Torah, actually refers to silver and it's referencing the Tyrian system of evaluation, okay? Now I'm going to explain this the way Rashi explains it. When Rashi explains the Chorah, you have to ask yourself a question. Why should Kedushin be any different than any other transaction? Obviously the Torah is makbid that it has to be something of importance. That if you're going to use it as a symbolic element to it, it's not just a financial transaction. And therefore the Chachomim understood the fact that the Torah says it has to be a silver coin, it's not even the lowest of the silver coins of the Tyrian system, which would be a Ma'akesev, it happens to be a higher level, a more important coin, which happens to be a dinar. And that explains the position of Beishamai, according to Rabbi Yehuda Amarav. Everybody with me? So let's read inside. So Amarav Yudah, says like this. So I'm, I'm sorry, Amarav Asi. Rabbi Asi is applying the opinion of Yehuda Amarav over, uh, over here. Uh, Amarav Yudah Amarav Asi. Who's, who's, Amarav Yosef. Amarav Yosef is applying the position of Yehuda Amarav Asi. What did Rabbi Yehuda Amarav Asi say? The Kol Kesa Amit... No, 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 but Rab, no. Rav Asi never said it to answer this question, what's shot in Beishamai. Rav Yosef is applying the principle oh, there, okay. of Rav Asi, of Yudha Asi, that that will answer the opposition of Beishamai. He says like this, what is the principle that he set forth by Yehuda Amrav Asi? That Kola, Om Kesa, Om Torah, whenever you come across the word Kesev in the Torah, Kesev Tsuri, it's referring to the Tyrian system of actual silver coins. Whereas Rashel Dibram, when it's rabbinically, when you find in the Mishnayas, you find not a Torah reference to the word Kesef, but you find money as referenced by the rabbis, so then it's Kesef Adin, then, then it's referring to the provincial form of the coin. Now, of the coin. now how does that answer of the question? Because now, this is the way Raj explains it. So now we understand, is since the Torah learns out marriage, Kicha Kicha from Ste Ephron, that the transaction of marriage is learned from the transaction of Ste Ephron. By Ste Ephron, it uses the word Kesef, so we know it doesn't mean a basic pruta. So what does it mean? It has to be something of importance, and the rabbis established what's the coin of silver coin that's important? It is a dinar. That is the way we're coming out right now. Okay. Gufa. This itself 
was just mentioned. Amrav Yehuda, Amrav Basi, called Kesav in the Torah. Anytime you see the word Kesav in the Torah, the Kesav Tsuri is referring to the Turian system of actual silver coins and not just basic money. But Shodifram, on a rabbinical level, when you find the Mishnayas and the Brises, you find rabbinical references to Kesav. So then it's Kesav Medina, then it's money, it could be even a Pruta, which is the basic coin of transactions. Says the of a klolahu, is this a standard rule that anytime the word kesef is used, it's referring to kesef tsuri, it's referring to the system of, uh, of, 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 of the, the tsuri, the tsurian system. And one is going to ask the following question, that there is a part in the Torah that uh, goes as follows. If Reuben goes over to Shimon and says, "I just I lent you last month, or I I, I lent, uh, or I gave I gave you either the, my 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 uh, my my bicycle, or I gave you ten thousand dollars," and Shimon responds, "Lahadam, lo olam, never happened, never happened." Mina Torah, the the bearer, uh, the, the the burden of proof. Claimant. is on the claimant. And therefore, there's nothing you can do. On a rabbinical level, we make the, uh, the, the, the defendant take a shvur. But really, in Torah, there's nothing you can do to this fellow. However, let's switch it around a little bit. Let's say that Ruben said, I gave you $10,000. And he comes back and said, one second, you did not give me $10,000. You gave me $2,000, right? It wasn't $10,000. And I paid you X amount of it, right? So he, there's a partial admission, and there's also a partial. Uh, he's admitting to part of it. So we will just we learn in Shavuos that he had said maybe what if you agreed it was a ten thousand dollar claim, but I paid you back five hundred, so uh, 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 five thousand of it. So there's called a motive and mixtus. So the halacha is when you're a motive and mixtus. You have to swear on the part. So you admit it to part of it, you need to swear on the balance that you are denying. Now, there's one question, do you have to, uh, in the case, the first case I gave, you're also disagreeing with the amount that was the total amount. Does that have to be or not? But that's, that's uh, immaterial to our, our case. The, the point over here is that the Gemara is, is going to quote a Mishnah in Shavuos. And the Mishnah in Shavuos says like this, the Pasuk says, The case is talking about when a man gave to his friend, Kesef, that's going to be the key word we're talking about over here, he gave him money, or he gave him Kalim, he gave him vessels, Lishmar, to safeguard. And then he comes back and he says, give him back. Right? But Tanan, so the Mishnah learns over there, that that in order to have the oath, the oath of the judges, which is the oath we're talking about, the motive of Mixus oath, it has to be a tainish de kesef. The claim has to be at least two kesef, all right, which is two ma'ak kesef. Ma'ak kesef is the minimum amount of the Turian coin. It has to be at least two. Vahaudah and the admission can be a shavah pruta. You have, you, even if you admit to it the base of at least the pruta, that is enough to create the oath. So the claim has to be at least two ma'ak kesef, and the admission has to be one pruta. Now, the point that the Mordecai is asking is as follows. The Torah just said the case over there was Kesef or Kalim. Now, Kesef, in the, if, you're, if, if Rav Asi is correct, whenever the word Kesef is used in the Torah, it's referring to this Tyrian system, since it would be the lowest level of the Tyrian, of the, of the, would be a Ma'a Kesef. So the claim over there should be at least a Ma'a Kesef. How does it come out that the rabbis say the claim has to be at least 
to Ma'a Kesef. The only way you can understand it is because they understood the word Kesef doesn't actually mean a silver coin. They understood it means money. And they understood that for some reason the claim has to be at least financially to Ma'a Kesef. So it's a question of what we're asking. Because you see it's not going on the Tyrian system necessarily because then it should only have to be one Kesef. Why is it two? On that, the Gemara answers no, because the Torah juxtaposes over there. There are two things that could be claimed. It says kesef or kalim. Kalim is plural. So Chachamim suggests that kalim has to be at least two vessels. When it says kesef, that's how they knew it has to be at least two. That's the Gemara's answering. So it is referring to the minimum coin, but it's two of the minimum coin because it's juxtaposed to kalim. That's the Gemara's answering. So the Gemara says like this. Is that Hassam over there, Dumya the Kalim, it's compared to Kalim. Ma Kalim, this is Kalim is plural, is at least Shnaim, at least two. Avkazar is Shnaim. And by the way, that juxtaposition, that portal goes both ways. Just as Kesef is considered to be something of significance, oh, yeah. so therefore has to be something of significance. Right? Jesus, for example, if I say that I gave you two needles and you say you only gave me one, that wouldn't be considered something of significance. It has to be something that is worth the value of at least two Ma'al Kesef. The vessels also have to be that worth. And that's, that, that's where it, it, the job, one learns from the other, each one goes from the other. Now, says the Ma'al okay, let's go to the next case. We have a situation in the Torah. We know that Meiser Shani. What, what does a person have to do with his Meiser Shani? Go take it up the Now, what is he going to do? He's got, uh, he's got five tons of Meiser Shani. He's going to schlep it up to Yerushalayim. So he can put it onto money. It says, that He gathers up the money and he takes it... Uh, he takes it up to Yerushalayim and uh, to eat it. Now, the, the, the Mishnah in, uh, in uh, where is that? Olsen Shvus, I believe. The Mishnah over there discusses a, uh, a, a scenario. Let's see where that is. Gimel, it's in Maizah Shani. In Maizah Shani, the Mishnah Maizah Shani discusses a situation like this. That let's say a person uh, deconsecrated the Miser Shani onto Prutos, but now he's got a thousand Prutos, he's able to transfer the Prutos onto silver coins and take the silver coin up to Yerushalayim. Now, the, our question is, the Pasuk says, Ritzarta Kesef, is that you take the, sil- the, the Kesef up. Now, if Kesef means money, I understand how it could first go into a copper coin and then how it could go into a silver coin. But if you tell me anytime the Torah uses the word Kesef, it's referring to a silver coin from the Tyrian denomination. The Chorah, how could it first have gone onto the Pruta? That's the Gemara's question. Right. So the Gemara says as follows. The Chorah, it says, I'm sorry, what about in case of that you uh, gather the money together in your hands and go up to Yerushalayim. But now we learn the Mishnah in Maizah Sheni. The person is exchanging a, a, a seller's worth of prutos uh, onto silver and takes the silver up. That's okay to do. How could you do it? The Pesach says the word Kesev. Answers the Gemara. Kesev. Ha Kesev. Rebo. Is that the word doesn't say Vatsarta Kesev Yodecha. If we would have just said the word Kesev on its own, then that would mean a silver coin and you wouldn't be able to start over the pruta. But it says Ha-Kesef, then we can understand it not just meaning silver, but can we can understand it as meaning money. And since we understand it as meaning money, therefore what? If you go pruta, then... That's correct. Okay. 
Says the Gemara, what about Hare Hegdish? We know that sometimes you have to deconsecrate Hegdish. Now, one of the interesting novelties about deconsecrating Hegdish, it doesn't have to be dollar for dollar. So you could have Hegdish that's worth $1,000, and you could deconsecrate it onto $100, and it becomes deconsecrated. We don't think it's a good idea to do, because that money now is to buy new Hegdish, and you'd be like cheating out Hegdish. doesn't matter. But Bidi Eved... You can, you can do it. Now it says there in the parsha of Hegdish, Vare Hegdish, Dixiv, says, Venosan Akesev Akamlo, you'll give the money, it'll be established. And Amar Shmuel, and Shmuel taught the following Aloha. Hegdish Shavamana, if you have Hegdish that's worth a hundred dinarim, Shechilalu al Shavet Pruta, and you deconsecrate it on one Pruta, Mechulal, it works. Now what's the Morris question? You were you were down for it. It says, the Pazit says, you deconsecrated onto Kesef, and in the case that Shmuel's giving, you deconsecrated onto a Pruta. How can you use a Pruta, if according to Rabasi, when the Torah uses the word Kesef, it should mean silver, it shouldn't mean a, it'd be a Pruta. So now, Sigmar says, Asam Nami, over there too, Kesef, Kesef, Yolif, Mimais Zesheni, is that there's Xerah Shava, the word Kesef is an redundancy of the word Kesef by Kegdish can allow for an opening of a portal for Maizasheni. We just proved by Maizasheni that when it uses the word Kesev, it means money, not silver. So therefore, over here too, it means money, not silver. Now, I had a kasha over here, and I found this morning the Nachas Moshe, one of the uh, chronim, uh, has a commentary on, 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 on uh, Kedushin, asks the same question. He says, why is it going to have to create the portal? Why can't they want to give the same answer? The passage that we quoted says, V'nosan ha-kesev v'kamlo. It uses a hay over there. And we just said by Maizashani when it uses the word. So therefore, you don't have to learn out of Zerah Shava. He answers like this. He says it doesn't really say. There's no such posik in the Torah. Actually, the Torah only uses the word Kesev without the hay. It's just paraphrasing. Tozer brings down. It's just quoting that it says it, but there is no such verse. Therefore, you have to rely on the Zerah Shava. You can't rely on the Drosha. That's, that's the very important point here. Anyway. Let's go on. Says the Gemara now. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda Amar Rav Asi was not discussing Kedushin. He just made a principle. Rabbi Yosef wanted to say that that principle helped explain the position of Beishamai. Why Beishamai say it has to be a Dina? Right. Now, now, so the Gemara has a question from the Vare Kedusha Isha Dechsiv. Ki Yikach Ish Isha. That Kesev is learned out from the Pazik says, Ki Yikach Ish Isha of Allah. The Gamar Kicha Kicha Mizde Ephron. You learn out Zeru Shava. That it says the word Kicha taking here and it says Kicha Bazde Ephron. And by Stephron it uses the word Kesev. So here too it has to be Kesev. But Tanan, and we learned the first Mishnah 10 blad ago. You can either use a pruta or something that's the value of a pruta. Now, the question is, how could you use a pruta if the Torah used the word kesef, right? It's one thing to say that beishamai, that's how you explain beishamai, but Rav Yechor, Rav Yudam, or Rav Asi should be pasting like beishilal, should not be going in the sheet of beishamai. So name Rav Asi, which is actually a question. Are you going to tell me that his rule was said because he holds the halacha is lying? Beishamai. Beishamai. Clearly from Beishilo, we don't see that principle being used because they say that you can use a pruta for Kedushin. Right? So now, this is not a kasha on what Rabbi Yosef said. It is possible that Beishamai apply that principle. 
Well, the difficulty is, is that on Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rav Asi, how can you have a principle that clearly is not going in the position of base Hillel? That's the problem we're asking over here. So Gemara says like this, we have to tweak it. But Gemara is going to say that principle is not the way we understood it. The way we understood it is whenever the word, the Torah word, use the word kesev, what does it mean? Silver. Silver from the Tyrian denomination. And it doesn't mean money. Clearly we see that's not true from Beis Hillel because the Torah learns out Zereshava from from that you can use Kesev, Makadash, and Isha. And we're saying, what Kesev can you use? A Pruta. Clearly you're not using a higher level silver coin. But the one is going to say is that no, we misquoted. Rabbi Yehuda Amar of Asi's principle is that anytime the word Kesev is used standalone without being defined, it could actually mean money. When there is a number attached to it, when it's being given as a denomination of a certain amount of kesef, that's when it means silver, five silver coins, a hundred silver coins. That's when you understand it, meaning it is an actual, uh, an amount of the denomination from the Tyrian system. Now, if you say that, then you don't have a kash of a basilo, because basilo just learns Gershava kesef. It doesn't say that it has to be a specific amount of kesef. That's when kesef means money. When it gives a specific amount of what it has to be, then it has to be a silver coin from the Turian, from the kesef tzuri. So let's say inside. So Ela itma hachi itma. If Yehuda Amar Rav Asi said any type of principle, this must have been the principle they said. Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav Asi called kesef kotsuv. Any time the kesef is kotsuv, what does kotsuv mean? That it is defined. That is, a, it is, a, it is articulated in a way that there's a specific number Ketsuv attached to it. Katsuv, yes. Katsuv means like it's a, a specific uh, it's a, um, amount attached to it. Then Katsuv, when that's mentioned in the Torah, that's when it means Katsuv Tsuri, that it's a, uh, it's from the Turian denomination. But Shell, the Vreyam, when it's on, you find it in a Mishnah and a Brisa, when it's rabbinical, that's Katsuv Medina, then it's new, and then it's provincial, which is one eighth less. Says the more like this. The more now has a very interesting question. So you're telling me the whole the, this Amora set down this uh, 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 incredible principle, basically not as broad as we thought before. That anytime you see the word kesef, but what's the principle? Anytime the word kesef is associated with a. When does it mean silver? When it's associated with. A number. When it's a number, when it's cut, so when it's with a number. But the one is going to ask is, it doesn't seem that he's adding anything that I don't know from before from a Mishnah. And Amora has to tell me new information to explain a Mishnah, not something that's clear from the Mishnah itself. He says, more like this, Micah Mashmalan, what is then Rabbi Yehuda Amaravasi coming to teach me? Tanina, we already learned this in a Mishnah. There's a Mishnah that is in Bechoros. And that Mishnah says as follows. It goes through all the cases in the Torah where there is a specific amount needed. Chamesh shloyim shall ben. By Pidyan ben, it says five shloyim, right? We're going to see what does it mean five shloyim. It's five Turian shloyim. That's what it means. And shloshim shall evid. If your ox kills an evid, knani, all right, you have to pay the owner of the evid knani 30 shloyim. There's a punishment of 50 zuz that has to be paid for either raping or seducing a basula, right? That 50 that's mentioned. Or mea shalmoti shemra, in a case where a person cast aspersions about the status of a girl that he married, he claimed that she wasn't a basula, there's a punishment of 100, right? It's called shemra, that you, you, you gave a, a false... Uh, 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 a testimony or a, 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 accusation, right? 
Kulam b'shekel ha-kodesh b'monatsuri. The Mishnah says it clearly. All of those cases are following the silver tsuri system. So what is Rav Yehuda Amar of Asi telling me? That we know it. So when it says like this, it's true, the first half of his statement is Mr. Mishnah. But he said a second half. He says, when the rabbis use the word kesef, then it means one-eighth less, it means provincial. That wasn't mentioned in the Mishnah. That's the part that he is adding. That's the part that's needed. The, when it's rabbinical, when it's the mention of kesef, that is what he's adding. Delotanan, because that's not mentioned in the Mishnah. And the more brings an example of it, the Sanya. We learned in a Brisa. This is a Brisa that's brought down in Baba Kama. It says, what? It says Mishnah. Tiny, it's the title of Mishnah here. The Sanya, maybe it changes it from the Snan. Yeah, it changes it to the Snan. Sanya itself means a Brisa, but it's a mistake here. It should be the Snan. Um, in the Mishnah. Now, the Rashi brings down this two shot from Tokea. It could either mean he, he screams in his, in, in his friend's ear or he boxes him. He punches him in the ear. So the rabbis came out with a certain amount. You do that to your friend, you have to pay a flat fee. What is the amount? You have to give a seller. Right? Now, that's not in the Torah. That's a rabbinical, that's in a Mishnah and a Brisa that says it has to be a seller. So therefore, below tame my seller arbazuzi. Don't say what a seller means is for Zeus. Because if it's a seller of four Zeus, then it would be Kesef Tsuri. A Kesef Tsuri seller is for Dinorim, is for Zeus. That's not what it means. Elamai seller palgedezuza. When the rabbis say you have to pay a seller, the seller they're referring to is a provincial seller, which is one-eighth of what the seller suri is, which means how many zuz is it? It's actually a half a zuz. Instead of being four zuz, it's a half a zuz. Why? Because when the rabbis use a terminology of currency, they're referring to the provincial currency. They're not referring to the Tyrian currency. Because And the word brings a riot that that became the norm. When people talked about an istera, an istera normally is a, on, on an Tyrian level, on the case of Tsuri, on the, the, the rise of Tsuri, it's actually, it doesn't refer to half a Zeus, it refers to four Zeus. But we see that people call a coin that's a half a Zeus an Istera because we see they're referring to it on the provincial level and not on the Tyrian level. So it has the same name, but it's actually one eighth of it. But that's the point. That's the Chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda Amr The Chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda Amr was that that not that whenever the Torah gives an amount uh, with the word kesev and a number associated, it's kesev tsuri. That the Mishnah already tells us. But that when the rabbis give an amount, that's referring to one eighth less because that's referring to the provincial. And we'll stop over here, gentlemen. We'll continue this tomorrow. So you keep saying one eighth less, but I think you said a provincial coin only has one eighth of the amount of silver of a, of a Syrian coin. Yeah. So, it's, it's really seven eighths. Good luck today,